welcome to this impromptu live stream. If you are live, say hi. If you're on the replay, also say hi. If you are listening right now and you say you're live, you're being a liar because there's no one live right now and it's still sinking. So there's one pe person, people, whatever. Is this water or vodka? I don't know. So anyway, I want to talk about being unconsciously offensive, but first comes first. Um, hey, Alan, good to see you. Um, I want to post my current offer to start things off so I can pin it and have it here. And then I'm going to talk about being consciously offensive. There's been questions coming up, you know, about like, do you try to be polarizing and how to deal with whatever when being offensive? And there's a belief that I have that if your message is worth sharing, then it's going to be offensive to some people. So a lot of good stuff to talk about. I did not prepare the copy and paste link that I had. So my apologies, but announce yourself if you're here live. And if you're on the replay, again, announce yourself as well. And we'll be getting started shortly. Um, sorry that it offended you if if it's if it's uh you know it takes a little bit to start but you know I like offending people I guess um, so anyway got this I'm about to post it and then we're gonna get started but yeah so I want to drop in here because there's many there's different concepts that I want to talk about the people you know someone was mentioning something about the mirror effect and like how you're someone's mirror. And I wanted to talk about the aspects of that and when it is valuable and when it's not, because there's some people that disagree with it. And I understand why a lot of people do disagree with it. And I really wanted to talk about how to consciously navigate, um, you know, being a little bit edgy, being a little bit offensive. Maybe you're not that edgy. Maybe you just speak peace and love and people still get offended. And it's important to understand this stuff that people are going to have their reactions. Okay, so I posted my offer. So that's my six-week offer I'm offering right now for my one-on-one -on -one coaching, unlimited Voxer support. And um, I really think, okay, Katie's barking. <laughs> of course, Katie likes to bark during my live streams. The rudeness, the rudeness. Okay, here we go, pin. By the way, it's been a while since I did a public live stream, so this is pretty cool. The last live streams I've done was in my group and, and Katrina Ruth's group, which was awesome. And I talked a little bit about this. So anyway, first and foremost, I want to talk about one concept here that I posted. Um, where is this? It's There she is. Katie's outside now. So I posted a, a, a meme that said, when you operate at a higher frequency, you trigger a lot of people. The path of connecting with your higher self means a path of being a mirror. You show people what they have been running away from and they get offended because they don't want their illusions destroyed. And that was at the Oracle Reads U, the letter U, and I think she's from Twitter. Um, but that is, if you look at the meme, you can find the originator of the meme. And somebody commented questioning what what there are people who say there are no mirrors or that mirror theory is lacking. What are your thoughts? And what I said to that is that in ways, I just saw, heard an airplane. <laughs> There's a, the airport is nearby, which is actually pretty nice here. Um, the thing is, is when people, 
it's easy for somebody to um it's easy for somebody to do something harmful toward you and then say, hey, I'm just your mirror, right? That, all, that happens a lot. And I see that with a lot of different concepts in spirituality uh, um, and amongst other things that, that, you know, people can use things to weaponize. And that's, that aspect can be said for a lot of things. And that doesn't mean you just throw the whole concept out. Um, the whole thing about mirroring and what I mean is like, um, when you point the finger, you got three fingers pointed back at you. That has helped me realize my own shit. That has helped me grow. It, you know, that has helped me expand in my personal growth in many ways that I wouldn't be able to if I didn't know that theory. But the caveat there is to understand that you can't use that theory as a cop-out. And you can't use that theory also to dishonor your own boundaries. There might be somebody that triggers me um, or is not healthy for my aura. But if I just use the concept of like, they're my mirror and I say, oh, well, I'm just, it's just my shit, but I don't honor my own boundaries and I can be putting myself in a compromising situation, a compromising situation for my emotional health. So... That's really important to know. Just because somebody triggers me doesn't mean they're good to have in my field. There's some, you know, there's there's different types. Like if somebody is just constantly, um, you're just feeling inadequate, and they're and it's done out of a hasty, um, fucked up way. Thank you. <laughs> I got a drive a, a drive by affirmation in my office. But um, so, you know, for instance, I noticed like reading uh, some statuses from somebody where I was like, I realized every time I read their content, I felt shitty about myself and I could have bypassed myself and said, hey, you know, they're just a mirror and let me figure this out and then continue to feed, consume that stuff into my mind. Um, but really, I noticed is there was a pattern um, from that content creator where it's like, um, you know, these type of people do this and these type of people do that and blah, blah, blah. And it was like literally every content update is about what's wrong with somebody. <laughs> so it's like, no wonder why I always consume this content. I feel shitty about myself because even if it's not directly about me, it's kind of like reflecting like it's just reminding of like all the little pieces of flaws I have. Um, and that's, you know, like there's marketers out there who are taught that way. They're taught to throw salt in your wounds and like agitate your pain points. And that's not really, it's good for the marketer to agitate your pain points and get you feel invalidated to buy their shit. But it's not good for you to constantly consume that free content where it's like they're always telling you what's wrong with you. So there's discernment there to um, see how you're feeding um your aura and your body. Do you want to be on this live stream? <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, and, and the same for like uh, abusive relationships, like emotionally abusive, like, you know, physically abusive would be a lot more obvious, but um, like emotionally and psychological abuse where you feel like shitty every time you're around somebody, that doesn't mean that you just like, uh, you just tell yourself, oh, I'm offended and they're just a mirror of me. So how do I clear this shit up? It's like, <laughs> thank you for all the love hearts, Rebecca. Um, 
But yeah, it's just like, it's just like, um, you know, you got to be able to defend yourself and honor those boundaries first. You, you, don't, you don't have to be a punching bag for spiritual growth. You just don't. You don't have to be a punching bag. And that's something that needs to be known. And that's where I feel the whole mirroring thing or the one finger pointing at somebody's three fingers pointing back can be a form of psychological abuse. And even in spiritual couples, somebody, a partner could, you know, like I've had, I've seen this happen um, when I've done relationship coaching is that a partner would always gaslight, use that as a gaslighting tool and say, oh no, I'm, you're, I'm, you're, <laughs> I'm just your mirror. You got to heal your own shit. Like that's, that's not really how that works. Um, thank you, Rebecca. You're fucking awesome. Um, so yeah, like that's what, that's something I wanted to say. And I, and, and the same concept goes for like law of attraction, right? Law of attraction can be taken out of context. Law of attraction is super fucking helpful. It's been extremely helpful for me. But the thing is, law of attraction requires you to embrace all of your shit. <laughs> it's not, let me put an order to the universe and it's going to show up my door, show up at my door. Law of attraction can be, you know, I can understand why people criticize law of attraction as a harmful thing. Um, when they take it as like, What's wrong with you? Why aren't you manifesting? Like anything can kind of be filtered into a harmful funnel. And those there's a duality there where it can be filtered through a helpful funnel as well. And I've used law of attraction in ways that was extremely helpful to me. I've used the, the mirroring theory as a, or like the three fingers pointed back thing as an extremely helpful thing for me. Um... I find the concept of mirroring much more subtle than the three fingers pointed back at you personally. Um, yeah, you know, it can be subtle. It can be, sometimes it could be like an indirect connection. Like, um, you know, when I first learned a lot about it was at a retreat in Cancun. And uh, a exercise that we did was write down the qualities of our parents that we didn't like. <laughs> and then... Um, realizing that we were basically pointing out the qualities of ourselves we didn't like, right? And something that, you know, I didn't, like, one thing that came up for me was a parent of mine um, being an alcoholic. And, you know, it didn't make sense to me. It was like, well, I'm not an alcoholic. Like, that doesn't make sense. What, what the fuck? Um, so I think when people take it at face value, hey, Jamie, when people take it at face value, they can take that and it's like, well, murderers piss me off, but I'm not a murderer, but there's like other, there's, it's like a frequency thing. So, you know, an alcoholic in the family might um, be something that I was disapproving of within myself, but that doesn't mean that I'm an alcoholic, but what addictive habits do I not approve of in myself, right? And kind of going to the murderer thing too, um, I can't speak for everyone, but there's like, sometimes I, I, I guess like people might have more charge, you know, I, and, and I don't want to take every, anyone's experience and say what their experience is. So you can let me know if it resonates with you or not, but like people might have a deeper charge, um, of like hating liars more than they hate a murderer just because they have that experience with a liar. Um, you know, things like that. Um, 
lately I've been seeing picking up on the mirror and people that come by my or show up in my life. Lately, it's been a mirror of self-doubt that I didn't see for myself. Grateful for the mirroring. Awesome. Ah, uh, yes. A beautiful, really. What an example. Yeah. And something else along the lines of this is just understanding that kind of theory when you become a messenger and a leader. And, um, you know, a leader holds a lot of responsibility. Water break. Um, a leader holds a lot of responsibility and you can, it's sometimes it's easy to judge somebody, um, based on what they're doing and the impact they're making. And sometimes it's easy to judge, um, or to shun away or push away that level of responsibility in fear of hurting somebody and in fear of losing control of yourself. So it's like, if, um, if I put my self in a place where I can't hurt people, then I'm safer rather than deciding to take on the responsibility and consciously acting with that. It goes back to Spider-Man. <laughs> um, I stepped in on murderer. I watched him beginning too. Awesome. Yeah. There's a, there's a context there. You don't, don't write a blog about me and say that I condone murdering. I, I already had enough this week of uh, being a Genghis uh, Khan uh, sympathizer. So, you know, like I need to, I need to go once a week on this stuff. Um, yes, this is a woke caught annual meeting. What's up, Lisa? So, so yeah, so like there's a concept of being a leader and it's like, um, there's ways, at least in, in my journey, there's ways I held myself back in fear of hurting people. Like if I'm responsible for more people, there's a better chance of me hurting somebody. So it's like, why not be incapable of hurting somebody rather than stepping into that leadership and then getting that validation by pointing the finger of people who are doing bigger shit than I was, right? Um, yeah, it's always easier to judge when to accept what others expect, what others, others think of you. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, a, an, so, so it's like understanding when you level up and you become more visible, um, or you embrace more of your power and more of your freedom and things in your life, naturally people are going to fall off the wayside. You know, there's going to be people in your audience that are like, eh, I don't, I don't fuck with you anymore. And they might have their own story around that. And a way that I carry that, it's like, you know, I'm willing to have the conversation. You know, I'm willing to talk it out. I'm willing to to really be specific. And something I, I said on my podcast today, the Sorry I Offended You podcast, if you don't know about the podcast, you can find it on iTunes or Spotify and all that good stuff. Um, but I was really uh, talking about nuance. And the nuance of like, you know, a lot of what ca causes division in conversations these days is a lack of that nuance. Even to the point where somebody does come with nuance and is trying to have a conscious conversation and really trying to get specific and, and uh, iron things out, there's always going to be somebody who is committed to drama, that is committed to being on the drama triangle, that is committed to painting somebody as a villain. And that's just a reality of some things like, and, and you can't beat yourself up for, um, you know, people not willing to take that conversation there. Yeah. I was wondering if it was expect or accept. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Um, 
Yeah, so it's like you can't beat yourself up over that stuff and you got to realize that you, by just being you, it can piss people off. And when I say like, sorry, I offended you, um, when I talk about offensive content, it's not necessarily going out of your way to offend people. Even though I do have, like, I'm, I'm not a, like, I'm not saying that I'm immune to having that desire to stir up some shit or be controversial or to be mischievous in ways like, you know, but, but I would like to say that I, my intention behind my content is at least not the primary intention is like, how do I piss people off today? Like, yeah, I do like saying real shit and I, I do have um, some level of pride of saying stuff that some people may be afraid of saying. Um, but that's not my primary goal to be like, how do I piss people off and have them screaming in their rooms? And how can I call people snowflakes? You know, like I'm not down with all that. Um, it's more about, you know, how do, not even how do I interrupt people's patterns? That's kind of like a natural uh, side effect of it. But I do want to interrupt people's patterns um, if they're destructive patterns, right? You know, I do want to interrupt those patterns. I do want to challenge people to think. Um, when I notice somebody getting quote unquote canceled or somebody who's under fire by, uh, you know, the, the likes of the wokeism, right? Um, you know, people who, are, who police other people on the internet and say, you have to think this way. I do have pride in challenging them with questions, right? And, and kind of like disrupting that pattern and, and at least um, help, you know, at least starting the process of helping people think differently than what they've been indoctrinated with. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't do it with like the, the, the desire to control or wanting to change somebody's mind. But I do believe that it can have a ripple effect by asking those powerful questions or to not fit exactly in a box um, that people think that I would fit in, right? Um, a controversial, I guess a controversial thing I did, semi-controversial thing, and I didn't see it as controversial, but there's a Jordan Peterson quote that resonates with me, and it's like um, something about um, being a dangerous man, but, you know, the, the kind man is dangerous, but chooses not to be dangerous toward others, but, you know, a weak man just doesn't have the ability to be dangerous. I know I fluffed up that quote and I wrote a thoughtful caption with that that was aligned to that quote. And a friend of mine that I have respect for by no, he's not a big fan uh, and, and has his bias towards him um, said that I love this quote that you said, but Jordan Peterson's a fucking douchebag or some shit like that. And I just felt like. I just felt like I didn't want to, you know, I felt like challenging that narrative because I'm like, okay, well, you think what I said is good, but what I said is aligned to that exact quote. So how do you feel like he's a fucking douchebag, but you align to what I said? And he didn't answer it, but I would like to think that it created a thought process of like, wait, am I falling in the bias of judging people based off what I was told to think about people, right? And, you know, did it challenge my bias? Did it challenge a narrative that I was given? Um, another one is another conversation that I was in uh, today or 
yesterday was um, the woman Gina from Star Wars. She played a she played a character in The Mandalorian, and a narrative has already been painted about her about being anti-Semitic about what she said. Um, but essentially, the quote was something along the lines of her warning about society. Like the intention behind her quote was warning about society, how Nazi Germany happened and how, you know, like signs that we need to look out for. It's like when neighbors turn on each other, then, you know, the, and dehumanizing other people, that's something to look after. Um, well, the person I was talking to was so set on, on uh, believing that she was anti-Semitic. But if you actually like listen to her interviews and listen to what some of her coworkers said about her, like Bill Burr, Bill Burr, I love him, awesome comedian, um, all said that she's a sweetheart and like, you know, she she's loving and, you know, she was interviewed by Ben Shapiro, who's a Jewish guy. So, you know, kind of weird um, that, you know, to label her that, but then have somebody like Ben Shapiro interview her. Um, but it's like, what's so needed is bias, is, uh, is um, not bias, <laughs> nuance, and being able to have conversations and understanding the full story. Like not just looking at clips of what people said or what narrative someone took about somebody, um, if a man can't handle me on my worst, he doesn't deserve me on my best. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, it's, it's just like having the nuance and seeing, you know, seeing the full interview, seeing the full conversations. You know, really, like if you're going to say something about someone or use a label against somebody, really dig deep into who they are. And if you know them in person or know of them in a connection on social media, have a conversation for clarity before haphazardly throwing labels on people. And I really think that's a, you know, that can be a dangerous thing. Um, a dangerous habit that our society is, is in right now is haphazardly throwing labels like anti-Semitic, racist, uh, literally Hitler, um, transphobic, homophobic, all these things. And, uh, you know, that's something that I'm passionate about really clarifying or like really getting to the root of like, have a conscious conversation with somebody, have a nuanced approach of understanding the full story, get an understanding where they're coming from before resorting to those labels. Because most people I see that are given those labels online don't deserve that level of label, do not deserve that level of cancellation. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when I was in the army, in the National Guard, I did, you know, part-time army. I wasn't fully, fully committed. But what we learned was, um, you know, riot control and, and create, you know, like just kind of, you know, I would have been one of the people in D.C. right now, basically. <laughs> 50 messages, damn. I, well, the thing is, is like I... I'm very uh, selected, like I get a lot of videos and stuff like that. So I don't like, uh, you know, I, I try to save my capacity and energy by, you know, not looking at every single video I'm set, but it's nothing personal. Um, but yeah, I would have been one of those people at the National Guard or whatever. And, and a big thing, I mean, in DC, and a big thing that we learned is rules of engagement, right? 
Um, you don't, it's just fucked up. It's just like fucked up to go all out force on somebody when the rules of engagement haven't reached that level. And, you know, the irony is, is we're demanding police reform. And I'm not saying these are the exact same things, but it's like kind of like uh, the mirror version of the Internet. <laughs> it's like we want police reform. And a lot of us are are against the kind of like the militarization of the police or saying the police are using too much force. But then you look on online and people use excessive force online in a way. So it's like, it's like as soon as somebody makes a slip up, it's like the foaming out the mouth and it's like, let's fucking cancel them and let's like go hard in the paint and let's just fuck their life up. And it's like ironically ignoring any type of rule of engagement. You know what I mean? And it's like, I've caught flack. You know, the things that really... Um, piss people off the most is when I've been the most peaceful and I've caught flack for not going as hard at somebody as somebody wanted me to. Um, me being grounded and wanting to have a solid conversation or a dis or keep the discussion level headed instead of resorting to name calling instead of like tearing somebody down or, you know, calling somebody out publicly those are the times where I've quote unquote offended people or got my own self in trouble or got canceled um, by the, <laughs> but got canceled by like a group of people or whatever. It's when, you know, I was like, hey, let's take some pause here and like, let's have a conversation rather than resorting to the violence or like the, you know, the bullying or the doxing or whatever. Um, so that's interesting, but I want to bring it back to being consciously offensive and really it's not about, it's really not about trying to be controversial. It's not about trying to say some of the most fucked up shit. Um, it's not, it's not about trying to hurt people for sure. Like you want, like for me, at least my intention in this world is to uplift people and challenge people to be in their power. You know, that may trigger people, but I want people to be able to be in their power and take ownership for their life, take personal responsibility and um, truly become, you know, the highest versions of themselves. And when you do that, that can offend people that can because when people are triggered, they have a, they have two decisions in that moment or maybe multiple decisions like Dr. Strange points out all the fucking possibilities and shit. Um, but if we were to narrow it down to two decisions, when somebody gets triggered, they can either lash out at you and, and be pissed off and shun you or whatever. And, and really not, you know, not even look at their own shit, but like blame it on, put all the responsibility on you. Or they can look at their own shit and say, how can I grow from this? You know, how can I expand from this process? Um, and that's what happens. It's like, you're going to call some people into power and some people are going to decide to go their own way. And that's okay. Like, and, and part of the process is not feeling like you have to chase or convince or prove or have to worry about your image. 
things of that nature. And that doesn't mean not to be open to learning and growing and to understand and learn from different people's experiences and all that. But it's also knowing what your values are and sticking to those values and being the mountain. Um, and by being that mountain, you're holding space and you're holding your sense of groundedness when other people might be going through their emotions or having a reaction or, um, you know, feeling something moving within them that inspires them to rise up. But you're always dependable and consistent as the leader that you are and speaking a potent message. And that's the powerful thing about it. You know, like that's like when you are speaking an unfiltered, potent message and you're not worried about what people think and um, you're not doing it based off how other people are going to react, then you have the ability to really speak that message that moves people. Not some watered down message that's like you copy and paste some bland quote from Instagram. Like that might make them feel fluffy inside, but that doesn't really move them. It's truth what moves people. It's really challenging the programming that people have. It's challenging the indoctrination that people might have. Um, and really um, challenging the quote unquote reality that they might, might be uh, uh locking themselves in in a corner that's not allowing them to expand and grow. And they may fight you for it or they may thank you for it. But either way, it's worth it. Because even if they fight you for it, at least they felt something. At least they, you know, at least a seed was planted. And at least they've grown their awareness in some way. And the people who are meant to stick with you will come back, right? The people that are meant to be in your circle They'll ride with you. Um, and the, the people who aren't meant to, they'll go their own way. And that's cool too. And that's what it is to be a leader. And that's what it really truly means. Um, in my conscious offense, in consciously offending people, I guess, is you shining your light. And it could be, you know, seriously, this could happen based off something as stupid and little as raising your prices. Like, that's it. Like, I've... Had, you know, I've seen people lash out for raising my prices. I've seen people lash out at clients just because they decide to own their power and they're like, this is a new price point. And sometimes it's from people that aren't buying in the, you know, buying programs in the first place. They get fucking pissed off because you raise your prices because it's, it triggers something within them to see you in your power. So to, to, I guess the, um, show the difference between like offending people like an asshole and consciously offending. Um, you know, the difference is, is if you're an asshole, you're actively going out of your way to be a dick to people, right? You're actively going out your way. It's like, ha, I fucking triggered you. Um, but consciously is you being in your power and naturally people get triggered by it. Like, you know, it could be as simple as saying, hey, I'm doing a new diet plan and I'm deciding to um, build more muscle or uh, lose more body fat or, you know, I'm deciding to create a bigger money goal or whatever, um, you know, or I found myself in a healthy, I, I discovered a healthy relationship either with yourself or with somebody else and people feel some type of way about that. But you shouldn't have to dim your light to make other people um, more comfortable.
Because if you're just making other people more comfortable, you're keeping them in their comfort zone and they're not growing from, from it. But if you do shake things up, it's gonna be beneficial because they have the decision. They can decide to move on or they can decide to allow that to inspire you or inspire them, I mean. Um, and one more thing about, you know, my, in my journey of, you know, seeing toxic leaders or something, you know, like, or toxic content, I want to say this, that, and this is something I posted about, like, maybe a couple months ago, I think, I forget when it was, but there's leaders out there that are extremely inspiring to people and are, you know, who were inspiring to me, but they once at some point they weren't good for my nervous system, right? And it's like, this isn't the type of medicine that I need. And easily I could have made that judgment of like determining what their character was, but there's still people that's there that are meant to be in their field, right? There's still people in their soul family that are inspired by them and grow by them. So somebody being not for you doesn't always mean that somebody is toxic or you did something wrong or anything like that, you know, or maybe it's, it's just like a change in seasons. So like there's people that are super fucking inspired by me and, um, you know, I can help them evolve and expand and grow and they're meant to work with me. But there's also people that are like, Brandon Marshall, he's fucking disgusting. I don't want anything to do with him. Reading his content makes me cringe. And maybe it's not even, it doesn't even feel like an edge of expansion for them. They're just like, this is just not my fucking coffee, cup of coffee. But that doesn't mean that, um, that I'm that horrible of a person. <laughs> uh, so, um... So I just wanted to note that too. It's like, you know, different strokes for different folks. And that's not to say that there aren't bad people out there or anything like that. But a lot of times you can take a, you know, judge how our relation to that person is. I'm deeply sorry, Peter. I, I will I will work on myself to be less offensive. Um, that's why I, apo I apologize every day through my podcast um, and my programs. But yeah, it's just like, you know, it's not always point blank, like someone that, that, uh, you know, offends you or you find their content, um, making you want to bang your head against a wall. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're a bad person. There might, they might have a more vanilla crowd for them that is, uh, more proper for them to teach. And you just don't, you know, you're just like, eh, vanilla as I, I mean, as bland, I didn't mean as like, um, going to a, a, a Coke seminar and becoming more white. I meant more bland, but I guess that could be white too. You know, it depends on how you flip it. Um, <laughs> but uh, damn it. And, and by the way, what's the difference between canceled with one L and two L's? Um, but yeah, you know, there's a, there's, there's some people that enjoy my Genghis Khan jokes and some people that don't, and that's how it is, you know, and people, people will take you out of context, context and all that good stuff. But you just got to be you. You just got to shine brightly. And really, for me, I think it's just a breath of fresh air when you are free. And when you um, show that you're free to be you, it's going to trigger people because people put limitations on themselves. 
<laughs> so I'm going to end this off with as long as it isn't Beaver Anal Glands Vanilla and Brandon BDSM Marshall. I think that's a good way to end off this live stream. It seems like it's ending on a high note. Um, people can't spell, so they should be canceled. It's one I only. Cancel them all. L only. Why do I say I? Um, I think it's a British-American thing, actually. So if you think that it's not two L's, then you could be a xenophobe. But I act, I'd say xenophobe today, by the way. I, I don't even... I haven't been really calibrated to that term because, you know, the only person I didn't like from another country is Canadians, but I think that's okay. Uh, I think it's pretty universal that a lot of people don't like Canadians. Um, <laughs> ice, ice, baby. Um, xenon. But anyway, I'm going to end this off and check out my pinned comment up there to work with me one-on-one. Full-on, unlimited Voxer support for six weeks. It's an awesome offer. And it's good if you've been wanting to work with me one-on-one and getting a taste of what it's like to work with yours truly one-on-one for uh, a good six weeks of, of amazing support. Um, my one-on-one clients usually come from me for uh, you know setting energetic boundaries in their messaging and really what this is good for is to check in and get your content, your messaging, your flow, uh, your business, your life, everything into alignment as quick as possible. And that's why we do it the Voxer way. So it's not like waiting for a weekly call or anything like that. We're like consistently talking back and forth and you get the support you need like rapid fire. So that's why it's so awesome. Um, <laughs> Beijing Biden vocabulary. This comment section got so random, but I fucking love it. Anyway, have an amazing night or day wherever the fuck you are. And until next time.